Hey guys, uh, this is uh, Bill Farrell. Uh, this is Rock Bottom to Recovery, episode 20. Today's guest is Mike Dara. Mike, you're a veteran. I am, yes I am, sir. In the Army? Yep. The Rangers? I was, yes. Army Rangers. So this is cool. And Mike brought, oh look, perfect. How was that? Rangers, right there. <laughs> um, and Mike brought his uh, scally cap, too, so just, that's just an added bonus. Got to rock the scally cap, man. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are just tuning in, uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Podbeans, we're actually recording live on my Facebook page. Um, and this is uh, Rock Bottom to Recovery. It's a uh, platform um, that we created to have an open discussion about recovery and all roads that lead to recovery, and um, which is... Um, um, uh, dip, my recovery is different than yours, which is different than uh, Mike's, and um, you know we just want to talk about it, educate people, educate ourselves more importantly, so we can make smart decisions. How's that sound? Sounds good to me, man. Sounds pretty good. So, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Why don't you? Um, when did you start? Um, let's let's start. Uh, when did you start drinking? What age were you when you started? Uh, I started drinking, drinking at a young age. Um, Brock and I was just what everyone did. Hung out on the weekends at nights, drinking in the woods, you know. Drinking in the woods. Drinking in the woods on the east side of Brockton, and uh, that led to smoking weed. Nothing that ever took care of anything, though. Like, you know what I mean? It was always just could drink today and not drink for a while, do acid, you name it. It was around at that time. How old are you? I'm, gosh, I'll be 40 in like two weeks, man. Oh, 40. I, I like the way you said that. Jeez. Like, <laughs> like uh, 40. I'm 50. Oh, you look good for 50, <laughs> no. though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel it. Trust me when I tell you. So you still got a good ten years. I can remember way back when I was forty years old. And the energy <laughs> that I had. So starting to feel it though, man. Starting to feel it all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, it snuck up on me. Didn't think it would bother me. Now I'm like a couple weeks away, and I'm like, damn, I'm gonna be forty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you started drinking, and uh, what, what age? I started probably drinking at like thirteen, fourteen years old, maybe. 13. You know, yeah. the average of just. Stealing a couple beers here and there, yep. and uh, never had a problem with it, though. It was always just social with everyone drinking, smoking weed, like I said, acid and stuff. Yeah. And But nothing ever got a hold of me. It was like I could just drink today and not touch anything for a while, you know, or drink for all weekend and be fine the next couple of days, you know. Go to school, do yeah. all the things. Yeah, functions, the same thing. you know, smoke during the day at school yeah. and leave. Yeah. It's just everything was all right. Those drugs never got a hold of me at all. Yeah, and then what happened? You, from um, high school, did you? Um... Uh, a month after high school, I went to the Army. All right, I like that. So. I actually forgot my uh, rings. I was running out the door. I uh, I have the uh, 22 kill ring, the black. Oh ring. yeah, seen that? The, the black. Um, the honor trigger uh, rings. Yeah, the honor ring. Yep. Um, to recognize the suicide awareness yeah. on uh, veterans. But yeah, uh, yeah so uh, right a month, right out of high school, you joined yeah. uh, the army. Yep, went to the army. Went to uh, airborne. Went to base training, airborne school. I went right to the 82nd Airborne mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Spent some time there. Um, still drinking. Everything was fine. Never yep. had a problem. You know, deployments, come back, drink for a month straight, you know, yeah. not touch anything for a while. No drugs while you're in the Army. A little bit of weed in the beginning, but they got real strict on that. Yeah. Real strict. In the beginning, you could you could smoke weed in the late 90s, and no one really said anything, you know? Yeah, they, no, did they piss test it and stuff? Yeah, but it was known. I mean, if we were getting pissed, we knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, yeah. yeah. And then uh, early 2000s is when they started getting strict on it, though, you know what I mean? But even then, it really wasn't like it is now with the guys. I see guys that have heroin habits in, in the military are crazy. Opiates yeah. is crazy in the military right now. That's the pain pills. Yeah. It's not in the pain pills. Pain so, pills and psych pills. So what did, um, 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 when did you start getting into drugs? Was it while you were in the Army, when you got out of the Army? Uh, no, I got out of the Army. Um, I actually got a, an early release to go to the, to the police academy. Awesome. So I got out on about six days of my last, my last duty assignment after range school and stuff like that in Korea and deployments. I was, um, I was a black hat 
at the Airborne School in uh, Fort Benning. So I got... What's a black hat? Black hat's an airborne instructor. So I taught, okay. I taught military parachuting. While I was in Korea, I actually taught air assault school too. So I was an air so assault instructor. Tell us a little bit about that. That sounds kind of cool. Air assault is um, repelling out of helicopters yep. out of um, Blackhawks. Um, it's repelling towers, um, fries, fast rope insertion, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, how to heavy drop equipment with a helicopter, how yep. to um, drop those in. And then I left airborne school, I mean, excuse me, left Korea, came back, went to ranger school when I was at, at uh, airborne school. And then I taught him in school, and I was taught military parachuting okay. um, for the last about year and a half. So I got out of the military; everything was fine. Uh, I got out of the army on like a Thursday and started the police academy on Monday. Wow! Because I got like last minute, of course, last minute the military let me go. You know, they're saying it's a dime a dozen because the job is on south, like the sheriff's department. They are a dime a dozen. You can yeah. become a sheriff anywhere. Up here, it's not like that. It's a lot harder. You know? hey, wait, so were you down? You were up here though. I was at Fort Benning at the time. Oh, okay. No, Georgia. but where where did you go to the um... police academy? Yeah, I went to Plymouth. Okay, Plymouth Police Academy. Right. Yep. But I got out, came up here, went to the police academy. Um, had no problems through the police academy. The first year, couple of years uh, as a cop, I was fine. They actually called me a crap magnet because it was like everything always came to me. You know, <laughs> I um, if it was bad, I, I was there. You know, had um a couple shootings. Um, one shooting was I shot a kid nine times with fourteen holes. That was um shooting into a crowd coming out of the back of a bar on the back of the police station. Came out one night, there was a big fight, and started shooting into the crowd. He came at me, shot at us. My partner and I shot him, dropped him. He um, got up, ran, had to chase him down the street. I actually had to pick him up and body slam him. He was covered. Yeah. Covered in uh, blood and stuff. And uh, ended up, um, everything was justified, obviously. You know, they found something like over 100 and something shell casings because they were shooting at another car that had an automatic weapon. And you can hear the, the, like the, um, the reports, like call 911. You can hear all the people right. calling all the um, gunfire. So um, everything was good for a little while after that, you know. Kid went to court, was all banged up. And then uh, I got the officer award for 2007 for that, for Brockton Police, right. for Valor. And I got officer award for Mass Police Association for Valor for 2007. Um, and a couple months later, I had another shooting where um, a chase from Brockton to Quincy. Well, they shot someone earlier. Oh, excuse me. There was a fight at a bar on the south side. And we got a call for a B&E about a couple hours later. And uh, same car had shot someone from that fight. Took off, we chased him from Brockton to Quincy. Once we got into Quincy, started going over, um, right off the highway, I came in the roads. But they started shooting at us, myself and another cruiser. Shot up the other cruiser, my cruiser got banged up. And uh, when I pitted him into a wall, they dropped the gun. Got out, got all banged up and got hurt in that car accident. And that was, I got actually, I got Officer Wolf 2008 for Brockton Police for right. Valor. And uh, for 2008 for Mass Police Association, I was up for the Trooper Hanner Award from the governor for that, wow. for that shooting. And, uh, so you were you were um, you would you were doing good. Oh yeah, man! I was Every... four to twelve shift. You know, I was I was I was soaring. I had good things. You know, the car chases, the fights, all that stuff. Like you know what I mean? <coughs> that was uh, I was a busy kid. <coughs> everything was good. Everything was busy. Had no problems. You know, still drank a lot because everyone drank on the police department. Right. Um, Work hard, play hard. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, but never never had a problem with it, and um, never had a problem with anything. And then that last shooting was my downfall. Um, they started giving me pain meds for the accident because I got pretty banged up. So what up. happened in the accident? He, the the cruiser crashed? Or? I crashed the car into the side of the wall, and he dropped the gun, and then I pitted him into between a guide wire, yeah. a pole, went through that, hit into a carrier in the head, hit into a um, garage, hit into the house. Okay. So it was like just a big asinine thing was yeah. huge. I got out. He put up the window. We thought he was reaching for another gun, so I broke the window with my ass, pulled him out. And he was fighting with me, and I just fighting him with the ass, banged him all up with yeah. the ass. And uh, I was banged up from crashing into him, but I didn't realize it. I threw him in my car and brought him to the hospital. While at the hospital, I'm like, man, I'm pretty banged up myself, right. you know. 
Because so, that adrenaline's pumping, yeah. you don't feel anything. Everything stops and everything starts hurting, you know? Right. So what was the damage done to you from the accident? What happened? Just back issues again. Yeah. Um, sciatic bank started hurting again. Yep. Sciatics, son of a bitch. I'm telling you, I've had you, the man. sciatic nerve thing, man. I got it right now, and it's it'll go for like a couple months and then come back, and it's just in your butt cheek to your foot, and it's and nothing you, you can do. There's nothing you can do about it. You no. can't lay down. You can't right. sit. You can't do... If you're moving, is the best part about it. You're good, because even when I'm just training, I'm moving, I'm stretching, but as soon as you sit down, if I miss a day of training, yeah. that next day, like I can't even lay down, like you said, without having like <sighs> a pillow propped up, and yeah. so um, my, my back just got real bad, and um, my, my back and my neck, I had issues from jump. I have over 250 jumps out of planes. Yep. So um, my neck was bad, my back was bad, and you know, they're feeding me, you know, five milligram perks plus going to the VA and the VA is giving me um, benzos, you know, yep. Xanax and stuff like that for the psych issues. Then next thing you know, um, oh, we'll come to therapy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a hard charging ranger. I ain't going, right. to, I'm not going to therapy, you know. Right. So, uh, so give me more, more, more meds. Ren, meds were running out early, so they were changing my meds. I mean, they were having me on so many benzos that I was like falling asleep in, and taking them right at the time, you know. Yeah. Falling asleep in soup while eating dinner with my kids and stuff, you know. Wow. At the time, I still had was still loading the job. Everything was good, but um, I know everyone's starting to see a change in me, you know. Right. So to the point where I could go to the doctor after two weeks of having a month's supply and be like, "Listen, I'm a, I'm a cop. Come on, you know, I'm not abusing my drugs. You know, pain was a little bad this month. Can you give me a couple more? Yeah, you know, all right, Mr. Dara, I won't give you. But this is the last time, you know. Yeah. Can't. Exp- a couple months later, doing the same thing, and then next thing you know, they run out and you're starting to buy them or borrow them from a friend that has some, an old script, or you know. Yep. And you're buying them from people. And then I got introduced to, um, to Perk 30s, and that was it, man. All done. Oh, I fell in love with them. Fell in love with Perk 30s. How long from the time from the, say, from the accident until all of a sudden you started using the Perk 30s? The yeah. accident happened in January of 2008. I lost my job in, officially lost my job in 2009. Wow, July, so that was that was a, a pretty so that was a pretty fast yeah it progression was, from and in that time from 2008 to, to August I got suspended August 5th and lost my job September 5th I um I blew through savings accounts my wife didn't know I was going through yeah I you know sold my kids um, savings bonds like every type of money you couldn't she didn't know about because no one knew I had a problem you know what right. I mean I mean she knew I was on pain meds but she didn't. She didn't know anything about it. But you were functioning, too, right. at the same time. I was still so going to work. No I was still, yeah. To. You know, and um, then, then it got to, uh, there was no more money. There was no more of this. And uh, like I've said before, I'm not proud of what I did, but I started taking from, pulling people over, taking from drug dealers. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm not proud of it, but that's part of my story at this point. But, you know, you know I think that's important, Mike. Like, yeah. like um, I, I, I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people don't really truly understand how addiction takes over the um, – the mind, like the hijacking of the mind, and um, and they don't really truly understand like what people will do to to feed that addiction. So like you just went through, you took your child's um, safe um, saving bonds, savings bonds, yeah. all the money in the house to feed that addiction, and right. um, you know it's and and people do a lot more worse things than that to feed right. that addiction. Oh, I right? did at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, time. um, I, I mean. <clears throat> Can you explain a little bit, like, how your body feels, how your mind is thinking when those moments? Because I'm sure there's got to be a conflict. Like, you knew when you were grabbing those savings bonds, it probably wasn't the right thing. But um, your, mind, your mind tells you, your body's telling you, screw it, let's do it, because yeah. you need it. You're starting to get sick. You know, the mindset's starting to set in that you're going to be sick, or you're, it's coming to be sick, or, you know, and then 
you're, at the point, you're like, I got to do it because my body's telling me. I'll take care of it later. You know? right. And then as soon as you cash in those savings bonds, you get high, and then you're like, oh, you feel like crap. Yeah, Because you, you know what you worse. did. You know, and you're like, I'll never do that again. I'm going to get help. I can't do that ever again. This is the last time. And then, you know, two days later when the money's running out again, and or even a couple hours later, the money's running out again, and you got to do what you got to do, and you're like, man, like, I'm never going to do this again after this last time. You know, it, I some people do used to for social circles it wasn't me i wasn't a social user yeah you know i would get my pills and go by myself you know sniffing them for a while to the point where you know i end up shooting perk 30s you know because it got that bad after i lost my job (coughs) sorry i have a cold Uh, as you know i hope uh, i hope i don't make them i hope you don't either man that sucks (laughs) yeah it does um yeah, I think I caught it over the weekend. We were just doing a um, a big show yeah. for the Edwina Martin House out of Boston. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, great show. Had, I know they had over 450 people show up. Wow. Um, we had um, a few comedians, um, and I, I know they raised... Uh, I think I did see that. I think I seen someone put that on Facebook. Yeah, the mayor of Brockton was there. Yeah. Uh, the mayor of Boston. His, his uh, son was my partner for a little while. Uh, who, Bill? Billy, yeah. Yeah. Little Bill. Um, well, Bill Jr., yeah, they made some very, very nice donations yeah. to the um, to the Edwina Martin House. So um, now let's just talk about the – so you started pulling over drug dealers. Yeah, man. Um, started pulling over drug dealers, and it wasn't anything crazy. It was like, you know, you'd, in the beginning, you'd be pulling people over, and they'd have ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in cash and, like, yeah. the armrest of a rental car, you know, in a, in a, um, a Jordan box or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd be like, how much money do they got? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. And it was crazy because – I've never took a dime before any of that, you know, right. tens of thousands of dollars and they would just be sitting there and never took it. And then, uh, got to the point where I'd pull out drug dealers and, you know, taking something, they'd have $20,000 and you take, you know, and I'm not exaggerating, $20,000, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and you, you take, you know, 20 bucks or 40 bucks or something like that. And it was kind of like nothing was said. I did it a few times here and there. And, um, someone ended up getting in trouble that was related into a homicide Yep. and my name got brought up. They were basically saying that if, you know, they tell on me, well, something happened. Yep. And, um, I kind of had a feeling that I was being watched. Yeah. Um, I got set up, and I caught, I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I caught them setting me up because yeah. it wasn't done well enough. And uh, I should have at that point been like, this is enough. I know they know, you know? Right. But I didn't. I mean, it was. I never took a lot of money, but I took enough that I shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I ruined my career for probably less than $1,000. Right. You know? But, but uh, you're also in the throes of addiction. Yeah. And it didn't seem, you know, it... it the justification that it was who I was taking it from made you feel better. You know, when right. I lost my job, they made it look like I was taken from, like, mom and pop on in stores, like, nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I was taken from, you know, these great families or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. They made me look like a monster. Um, I admit it's what I did. I'd never been in trouble before. And um, they, like I said, they had suspended me on August 4th, 2009. And it doesn't happen usually that quick. I was fired September 9th, September 4th, 2009. Wow. And I was had never been charged or anything as much as a... Uh, uh, speeding ticket, and I had 15 indictments in Superior Court. Jeez. I got uh, ch- charged with embezzlement by a police officer, larceny from, and larceny over by five different victims, three charges each. And um, the victims that they gave me was ridiculous because yeah. some of them I did, yeah. and some I didn't. Like one person had said something ridiculous, like I pulled him over, he got his check for just, for instance, uh, uh, you know, $480. He got pulled over, and no, he went to a car wash came back, I pulled him over for his tents, and he had $460. Well, what did he pay for his car wash? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it, what it was, it was in the paper, and people kind of, like, jumped on the bandwagon. It was crazy. Yeah. And everything. And that's and, that world. Yeah. You know? And it was like, whoever said something, they just charged me with. So I had, um, I did what I did. Um, I had finally 
When I lost my job, my wife didn't even know it. I hid it for like a week. Wow. I just kept telling her so I had she vacation. she still didn't even know you, no. were, uh, in, you were in the addiction? Nope. She just knew I was on pain meds, and she yeah. thought it was like whatever. I hid it well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so she had kind of questioned me a couple times, like, but it was so f- – such a fast shot like she'd be like oh you want drugs or something what's wrong with you I'm like it's just the, the meds that they give me you know yeah. so um, for like four or five days I hit it and finally I kept looking for the newspaper finally that Saturday morning it came out and it was like five or six people that got fired that year for like all types of crazy things cops yeah. that year and uh, I remember taking the paper to her that morning and I'm like listen you're gonna see something in the paper you know I wanna let you know it's not this it's not that it's um you know they said I took some money and you know that's the day she found out yeah and, how'd she uh, handle that she Surprisingly okay, but that's crazy. Yeah, because we had just found she had cancer too, like oh, a week before, man. man. So it was like when it rains, it pours. Yeah, like yeah, right it that does. Week, man, it was. So everything was all right. I mean, all right, but um, I told her I was going to get help and you know try to get a little bit of help, and oh, I'm going to be good. And you ride that pink cloud of staying clean for a little bit, and I can do it on my own. And that just became the downfall of programs. Um, my first time I ever went to kind of jail, jail, I got sectioned at Bridgewater. Yeah. Being a, being a cop four months later, my Bridgewater sections, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That, that in itself is a, yeah, uh, that was a, that was oh. a eye opening at low, at low security at Bridgewater, you know, yeah. minimum security. And it was kind of crazy because I was waiting for someone to see who I was. You know? Yeah. I was just going to say anybody. A couple people you? did. Yeah. yeah. But, um, they didn't say anything. No. Cause I was not already a cop. Like, you yeah. know, I, mean? I, I treated, you treated me good. I treated you good type of right. thing. You know? Yeah, respected people. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. So, so I um, everything was all right, man. <coughs> uh, as good as it could be, and kind of got crazy <coughs> for a little bit, and then the the um, being charged came out. Like I was kind of avoiding it for a little while, you yeah. know. And I got a, I got a decent lawyer, and I ended up getting, which is crazy, I ended up getting two and a half years suspended sentence and probation and OCC community corrections. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Again, thinking I can just do it and get through it and. Halfway through OCC, I started getting high again. You know, thinking I'd get away with it. And how that how that start up? Like, what was the uh, what led into it? Like, I was clean for a little while. Everything was good. Um, I got a job. I went through OCC, which knows it's community corrections, which yeah. is you go to like a couple hours a day for classes and then do like community service and you know you have a um, a curfew and everything. Yep. And I had finished the first part of it because that's what I do when I put my mind on something. I succeed. Right. You know, and when when my mind's when everything slows down is when I fail. That's why right. when I, my busy schedule now, I stay full circle. I right. have to stay busy. So I started working, and I uh, started working, and I just started getting high again. And, uh, and they ended up violating me, and the first time I went to jail, jail, I did two, uh, I got sentenced to my full two and a half. I did um, half of it, paroled out. Actually, the, the funny thing is the first morning I opened the door and I'd go outside, and Whitey bulges in the cell next to me. Oh, no at, kidding. Yeah, Plymouth. Yeah. And then uh, a couple other Keith Luke's on one side, the one that killed his family and all that stuff. Yep. And then a girl, and then he's on the other side. So I did my, uh, my year and a half, and, you know, everything was good. I thought I was going to come out, and everything was going to be great, and it was. I came out, I, again, put my, set my mind to things. Where's your family in all this? My wife stood by me with the kids. That's my awesome. My wife stood by me. She um, took care of the kids. My mom, my dad. My dad had nothing to do. My dad was a broken cop. Yeah. So my dad wanted nothing to do with anything. Right. He was, um, that's another story. He's not that great of a person. Yeah. But um, he wanted nothing to do with anything. But my mom was there, my, my wife and kids. My wife, you know, manned up and took, because she knew that wasn't the person that I was, you know. Right. She knew the man I was was a hard-charging, you know, ranger cop yeah. that did what he'd do. And, uh, Take pride in what you do. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I just, I just fell to the, the throes of addiction. She never really knew about it. No one really, drink right. is in the family, but no one was any drug addict, you know. Right. So um, her and my mother had gone to, like, a couple of Learn to Cope meetings. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, great organization. Yeah, great organization. They a lot of uh, resources. Lot. And, yeah, and taught, taught them a lot. Yep. And um, they ended up, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Uh, I bailed. I paroled out, and everything was fine. Um, I immediately had to go back to OCC, finish OCC again. <laughs> go right back. Yeah. So uh, I finished OCC with flying colors, because um, again, when I put my mind to something, I do right. it. I got out. I got a job right away. OCC, all the good stuff. Uh, six months to the day of me getting out, my mother suddenly died. Oh, got it was sick, unexpected. Got sick on a Wednesday and yeah. died on a Friday. And uh, I held things together and uh, got everything because my father was like off back crazy and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I took care of everything and everything was good for a little while. I still worked, everything. And then just one day working for my buddy, don't even know why, I went and got dope. Never did dope before. Yeah. Just did pills and uh, not just, but I was only doing pills. Um, while I was locked up, met people, whatever. And uh, yeah. Did dope. I shot up. I was fine. Shot up a second time, and I overdosed in my bathroom. Literally, like, the second time I'd done it again. In your house? In my house. Who found you, your wife? My wife was at work, and my daughter was babysitting my older daughter because um, my wife, when I met her, had two kids, a nine- and a three-year-old from a prior relationship, yep. and I adopted those two. Yep. And then so I, um, my wife's a couple years older than me, so my daughter at the time was probably, like, 18, 19 maybe. My daughter's now 23. Yeah. 23, 17, 14, and 12. Okay. But yeah, um, full, full house. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. So my 17-year-old found me. She heard me fall in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm a big kid, so obviously, you know, I fall on the floor. You hear it. Yep. Um, wife came home. They, they immediately called my parole. Because I was still on parole. I was literally, I think it was like a month away from finishing my parole, too. Because I had done like another year and a half of parole. No problems. Probation. All that. Um, parole saw something in me and knew that I was doing, I could do the right thing. And right. He um, ended up putting me in the North Cottage program. Got on North Cottage, flying colors, no problem. Where's North again. Cottage? It's in um, Mansfield. Okay. How long of a program was that? That was, uh, I think, like two months I went to that one. <laughs> okay. No problem, because once I set my mind to something, I finished yep. it, you know? And uh, in the meantime, because of that, I caught a charge, and I got out of North Cottage. They put me on the bracelet. Okay. So I had the bracelet. So everything's still going on. I'm doing right, but it was like backlash and stuff, right. you know? So I got put on the bracelet, and um, everything was fine for a couple months again. I was doing the right thing, but uh, again, I don't know what happened. I started using again, and this time on the bracelet, while on restriction, I ended up catching like three more cases throughout. Like stupid. Like it was. It was my stuff was like stealing from stores type of thing. Yeah. Like I didn't like, I didn't hurt anyone else. I didn't hurt <coughs> even physical. My thing was like, if I want some, I'll just take it from the store. I right. know, I'm not gonna physically hurt anybody for it. So um, caught a couple stupid cases and uh, got in trouble again. And uh, I just I so happened to get a judge that I don't know what he saw in me. But he saw something in me, and he's, he asked me. I had caught a case in, um, oh, my gosh, can the name of the, the town where uh, Gillette Stadium is. Oh, Foxborough. Fox, not Foxborough, the other town, the small one next to it. Um, man. What is it, Dylan? Any idea? Uh, it's the small the town right there. Whatever town it is. Anyways. He um, saw something in me, Judge Stapleton, and uh, he said, hey, him and the DA, they go, have you ever heard of the Veterans Treatment Program? I go, no, you know, what's the Veterans Program? Um, and it's the same as the drug program that you do, like, a step-down program. Yeah. For vets out of Dedham, and uh, they transferred me over to Dedham, and the best thing that ever could have happened for me. Yeah, I started going every Tuesday. They it's not it's not the um, the veterans court thing. Yeah, it? it's vets court. Oh, vets yep. court. Yeah, veterans yep. court. That's vets, excellent. Vets court, and um, once a week you go, and they the good thing about that is they don't just also just you just got to take a piss test. They do, you know, you you have to go to therapy, you have to go to drugs, yep. this, this, that. and for the first time. I went to every program that the VA afforded me to. So while being a vet's court, I went to a program in Jamaica Plain for a month and a half. Yeah. I came back and I went to a couple program in Brockton for a month and a half. I went to the next program in Brockton that was called the REACH program, which is like a um, step-down um, work therapy program too. In the meantime, I stayed with the VA and the VA, the vet's court, in the meantime, I ended up, they gave me all the resources. And yeah. the funny thing is the police prosecutor out of Dedham was that judge's brother that helped me out. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And him and I became very good friends. So it was like, yep. it was weird. It was like fate, like destiny. I met yeah. these people, you know? He's a Marine, all that stuff. So we, um, we, we, we just clicked very well. And uh, <coughs> I went through all these programs that the VA finally afforded me, man. Is that a two-year, um, is that like a two-year program? I did a little of... over two years, I think. Because yeah. I ended up having to do the rest of my probation, step program that, you know, I stepped down. I think it's the first step is like six months. is like every Tuesday. And then it goes to every other Tuesday. Yeah. I think I did it for a little over two years. And, um... I just met so many people within the VA system. Yep. And then I met people at Brockton because the Brockton Reach program that I'm, I'll tell you, I have a uh, program I'm starting up with them now too with my work. They um, have the Reach program that's uh, cognitive work therapy, CWT. Right. So you can work at the Brockton VA and collect a paycheck for like nine bucks an hour. Yep. And you live there. So it's a homeless slash addiction program. Wow. And uh, so I stayed there and worked with them and I started meeting everybody. Yep. Well, next opportunity came up that, you know, I needed a job. I was working, like, moving. I got out of that program, finished all the programs. Yeah. I was moving furniture for some guy that was literally a terrorist. I was a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, I started, I'm like, I can't work for a guy that's, a li- like, literally a terrorist. You know yeah. what I mean? You got in trouble in Canada for terrorism. So uh, And I, he's I, here in this country. Yeah, he's in this country now. It was crazy. He, like, sued the Canadian um, government, too, and made, like, millions of dollars off it because they said he was a terrorist and he proved they were, weren't right. Was, was that in the news? Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, so, and I found this, dude, this dude's a terrorist I'm working for. I'm like, man, I'm fighting for my country and I'm working for a terrorist. So he has a moving company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Can't wait till that yeah. one happens. Exactly. So I, um, I you know what? I tried to apply jobs at the, at the Brockton VA and I just humbled myself. I took a housekeeping job. Yeah. I said, listen, I need a job. It's a government job. It's this, this, and that. So, um, you know, it's nothing bad. It's not a bad job sweeping floors and whatever. But going from where I was in life to being a janitor right. at a hospital, you know, it's kind of humbling, even though it's a great profession. Not saying anything bad about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But, it, you know. It's a humbling job, you know. Sometimes we think more of ourselves. Right, than, uh, exactly. And, and, that, and that can get us into. Um, more trouble. More trouble, right. yeah. So, so I, that's good. I took that job and um, I excelled. I made a lot of friends. Um, I ended up being next moving up and being kind of like. The assistant to the supervisor, like helping him out, yeah. you know. And um, I had a buddy that worked on Providence at the Veterans Program of Providence, and he said, "Hey, come work for me." I said, "What do you mean, come work for me?" He's, I said, "What am I gonna do?" He goes, "I don't, don't worry about, it, just come work for me." Yeah. All right. Well, I applied. And in the meantime, the vet, and after working at Brockton for almost a year, the feds came at me and were like, hey, "Listen, what's going on with all that stuff? You still have charges. You're on probation." Yeah. I go, "I didn't lie to you guys when I first started. I told you all that stuff." Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You lied. I go, "No, I didn't. I put it all in my application." Yeah. I go, "I got this. I got this. I got that. I did that." And they're like, "Wow, okay." You know, they couldn't say anything to me. Right. So um, I started working in Providence. No one didn't know I was going to work at the federal building in Providence. <laughs> wow. So now I'm, um, I'm a veteran service representative, so I do veterans benefits, and I work within uh, that. But I also have a second title of um, the homeless coordinator for all of Rhode Island and Mass, southern Massachusetts. So I work a lot with the, so the, the addicts and homeless guys yeah. and stuff like that, homeless vets. And um, Do you find places to live? I, I, I refer them to people. to Yeah. Help. But in the meantime, I get, like, their claims, their disability claims pushed further along. Yeah. Um, Help can, everything Right. Sometimes they can't to... get rides to different appointments, and I get them there and move it. Like, I'll do outreach sometimes in New Bedford and stuff. Yep. And um, I'm actually setting up an outreach program now with, like, that program, Reach, that helped me. Yeah. I called the doctor that runs it over there, and um, I'm setting up a program that I go there now every week and help those guys get their service, find out what, what so many different services the VA actually provides. Instead of just right. a service connection for money because they want you to work, there's – College for your kids. Yep. That's free. The state has free money. The state has a lot of free vocational rehab. So there's a lot of resources there oh, for the man. veterans. There's so many resources that I'm only finding <coughs> it out because I work there. You know what I mean? Like, there's, it's almost like hidden. 
yeah, so much stuff. So well, isn't that isn't that how the uh, federal government oh, kind of yeah. works? You gotta you gotta hustle. They'll put it out there, but you gotta read to find. You gotta it find out. it. Yeah. yeah, you gotta find it. And you gotta do the work. So I, I excel at that, and I find I found all that stuff. I did, and like I've been yeah. helping people since. Like I'm very good at doing the outreach stuff, and yeah. I enjoy that part. Well, that's huge. I mean, services. <laughs> Service is huge, like yeah. when you're taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. And you can't go wrong when you're taking care of veterans. And um, I don't know if you had looked on my page, but, you know, I, I have a um, belong to a very small organization called Operation Adopt a Soldier. I did not. No, I didn't. So in uh, this, you know, you can – I'm sure you'll you'll give me a call at some point and everything, just another contact in your uh, – in all the contacts that you have. So what we do is when the veteran comes out of the homeless shelter, gets mm-hmm. placed into an apartment or a house, the caseworker will give us a call. Okay. And then we'll furnish that place with whatever it is that they need. Oh, wow. Couches, beds. We have two two little storage facilities, mm-hmm. dresses. Um, we just did a we just had a comedy show. We raised a little money, and that money will purchase new sheets, dishes, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I got a so, buddy that works for the crash team for Boston, for Massachusetts, Dave Odenweller. That does that basically. I was offered a position for peer doing that. That when yeah. the guys come out of jail and start to get their stuff together and stuff, yeah. they basically the peer and they hang out with them and they do that stuff. Like they help them get their their, their um, all the furnishments for their their apartment or they yeah. help them get stuff. So I uh, might have a contact for you in yeah. there too. Yeah, I Crash mean, uh, yeah, you know, guy. that's what it's all about, kind of going back and yeah. forth. I I've met so many different people with these organizations now. I've I have so many connections that I it's it's crazy because there's so many people out there now that are so willing to help. Like. My wife's grandfather was World, two, World War II vet, and he wanted yeah. nothing to do with the VA. And I'm like, I try to tell him it's so much more than it used to be. People love people love veterans now. They don't hate them anymore. No, you know? that's 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 true too. And uh, um, like people are more proud nowadays to be a veteran than it was, you know. And it's well, it's, we rec- you know, I think it, we're at a point now where we recognize the service and everything. Yeah. And I think this is this is a a, a great story. Um, um you, you know, you talking about what happened to you because um. I think there's a lot of veterans out there struggling uh, with addiction because of the PTSD, um, injuries. I mean, the injury thing is is huge. I mean, stories after stories on athletes. Oh, man. Young kids getting um, high school injuries, and before you know it, they're hooked on the pain pills. um, um, And then they turn to the heroin. And so, I mean, just regular people, just such as yourself. Right. Everything was going well for you. I had the world by the... Yeah, uh, you know? and yeah, by the balls. Yeah, man. I was trying to be nice. I didn't know how much yeah, I could no, say, no, get no. away with. I'm I like, mean, the whole time I've been trying not to curse and say certain things, and I keep catching myself, <laughs> and that's not like me. Normally, I say I'm part of well, the nuts. I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you watch TV today, what we're, yeah. we're saying isn't anything. <laughs> oh, exactly. I have no problem with it. Trust me. If the worst things my kids hate me do is curse, and I'm doing pretty good in my life. So how, how's good. everything? Uh, obviously, everything is going good with your family. I think it's amazing that your, your wife stuck with you. Oh, my wife's a trooper, man. She really yeah. is. She's What's her name? Tracy. I'm sure she's showing. I'm sure she's probably put her name up there a couple times. Oh, she has? I'm sure I'm she sure has I'm sure she has. I know her. Thank you, Tracy, for uh, <laughs> staying with your man. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a tough chick, man. And uh, yeah. she's done a lot. She uh, still to this day does a lot. with um, She's with the whole boxing thing. I'm sure we'll get into a second. Like, yeah. She's, um, she's the, the queen of the team, you know? Yeah. Um, so life's good otherwise, you know? Like she stuck it out through a lot of things, you know, back and forth, up and down. And, um, you know, I owe her a lot. And that's why to this day I still, you know, I... I treat her like a queen now because of it, you know? Well, you know, I, I think part of recovery, obviously, you're doing a lot of the things that they, they know f- for sure, like, uh, are very helpful in people's recovery is obviously service. The fact that you would humble yourself. Right. That's a huge thing. Yeah, humbling uh, is crazy, too. <laughs> you know, humble yourself and, 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 and recognize um, the resources that are available to you. And I think your your particular story speaks 
to how if you're really trying to do the right thing, and I've said this to many, many people in recovery, if you're trying to do the right thing, people are there. They want to help you. Oh, yeah. Especially at my place. I, you know, and if if the the caseworkers and, and all those people around know mm-hmm. that you are truly serious about your recovery, yeah. they go out of their way, oh, man, do. to yeah. help people. Like Absolutely. the resources are there. If you're struggling in recovery, if you're a family, if you're a family member, somebody is struggling in recovery, the resources are there. The people are willing to help them because people get it, people understand it, yeah. and they want people to do better. And I think it's perfect. Like all along the way, they obviously saw, you know, that you were serious. Yeah. And and again, this is the power of addiction. Everybody has their relapses. Yeah. I've had my relapses. I quit. I quit drinking when I was in the Marine Corps. Mm. Anybody listens to this podcast knows I've mentioned it a few times. I think I was, um, I have 30 years, September wow. of 1987. Um, and um, and I quit while yeah. I was in there. I got myself jammed up a couple of times, had to go to rehab. I just, for whatever reason, I just thought, you know, I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I was fortunate enough to get around people that they were fine with it. Yeah. They were like, great. And we wow. got somebody who will drive the car for us and we won't get in trouble. That's and, huge. Um, so I've been able to maintain my sobriety. But I had a couple of relapses yeah. along the way. And, uh, you know, and I just remember thinking, you got to get up and you got to keep moving forward. And then eventually things just slowly begin to click. And yeah. I think, you know, it's important for people to hear that you relapse, but yet here you are. Now, yeah. how many years now do you have? Uh, i got about four years now, I think it is. It's uh, about four or five years now. I, I kind of stopped c- counting this last time. Yeah. Just because uh, sitting on a number wasn't really, you know, you're looking forward to that number anymore. And I changed it this last time. You know, it was always like meetings for a while and this and this and that. And I mean, I'll do meetings for a little bit and then I'll do, you know, just help like service work and stuff. Yeah. And then if you feel you need a meeting for a little bit, you go back, you know. Yeah. I kind of stay in contact with a lot of people within uh the system now because of where i work you know so that's kind of my connection to the addiction world where i work well i think too you have to recognize that i've talked to a lot of people they relapse i'm like hey what happened tell me what happened i said first of all how long are you um in um clean farm you know maybe it could be a year two years um could be a few years um and then you know little by little they slowly stop working on themselves and they really a lot of them will tell you, oh, I was really helping so many other people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you really have to help yourself first. Oh, yeah. You're number one and, no matter what. Yeah. And, and so I, I would just say continue like if it's the meetings or um, – because I hear that a lot. People are like, oh, I stopped going to the meetings and everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, the meetings, those things are like that place that you can go to. Like my father used to go weekly. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think he, he even went m- more than a couple of times. But if there was a period where um, – he didn't go. You could see begin to see the changes oh, in yeah. his personality. You my, know? my wife sees the changes in my personality when I, I kind of lose myself sometimes. Yeah. Because um, I'll start to get real, like, hyper and more, like, argumentative on things. And that's sometimes, like, when I when I get so overwhelmed. Yeah. Like you said, I help do so much for everybody else. And sometimes I got to stop and realize it's me and I got to work. Right. So now that I have this kind of boxing thing that's, that's helping me more center myself, you know? Yeah. You got to kind of be selfish, but at the same time help <laughs> other people, too. So it, it's like that same type of thing now that now I have, I've gone through some stuff the last six months of my mother's anniversary and death anniversary, stuff like that, that normally might have would have broke me, you know what I mean? Right. But now that I have the, the boxing, now that I box and stuff yeah. like that, and the boxing team, it's, um, it's kind of slowly but surely like that's my, my happy place kind of, yeah. you know? And I still deal with the addiction, still deal with that, but I got to stay, I have to full, stay full circle with my stuff. I can't just go 100 miles an hour one thing because that breaks me. Yep. If I go... If I still don't do nothing, that breaks me. I right. have to evenly stay 
in a circle. Was therapy uh, was therapy big big for you? Oh yeah, therapy's yeah. huge for me. Therapy and counseling is very big for yeah. me. Um, some people don't need therapy. Some people just need counseling. Some people need counseling and not meetings. You know. Yeah. Some people don't need meds. Some people need meds. You know. It. It all. You just have to find your niche. What works right. for you. Basically. What, what really works for you. Yeah. And that's that's what this podcast is yeah. all about. Higher power. Yeah. Any any um. Where do you stand with the higher power? I believe in God. Yeah. I believe in God. I believe in um. Absolutely. You know. There's, there's something more than us and bigger than us. You yeah. know. Um. Some people believe in the higher power being you know, their parents that have passed away and stuff. But I believe yeah. in God. Uh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, Excellent. So now let's get into. I, I, you know, I've I've been boxing since I was. Um, uh, well, when I get out of the Marine Corps. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm 50 now. I hit the heavy bag because, and people are like, oh, you look good on the heavy bag. That's just because the heavy bag doesn't hit back. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> right. Very which true. is nice. You can always yeah. look good on the heavy bag. But I, I mean, it's a great, um, it's great exercise. Oh, great stress relief. Which, period, too. You know, I got to just throw this out, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about boxing, how you got into the boxing, because I, I I I'm a I'm a huge fan. I love boxing. Um, I love the exercise. I do like to move around from time mm-hmm. to time. My son's 20. I can just see him. He goes to the same gym. I can see him sometimes. Like, he, he wants to punch me in the head. We can spot so, sometime if you want. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and um, so, um, you know, um, um, uh, I was just going to make a point, and I, it just drew Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Um, it was probably the shot to the head yeah, that probably. you said. So, you know, <laughs> get me stupid or whatever. But, um Oh, it, I know. I um, I'm doing a lot of reading on the brain and mm. addiction, and so and um, you know we're all prone to addiction, whether it be food, pornography. We had an episode on pornography and the addiction of pornography, um, alcohol, drugs, um, exercise, right. exercise, because the brain reacts the same way. That endorphins, so yeah, dopamine so, on that one yeah, thing. Once yeah, once you yeah 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 you know, you suck in wind and everything, yeah. but you feel fantastic, don't right. you? Absolutely. So I guess it would be, um, it's a good addiction yeah. um, to have as, as long as it doesn't kind of take over your life. But talk about that. How did you end up um, getting into the boxing? Um, the brief, uh, brief, that's kind of crazy, but um, we had a, uh, an argument with a family member, my wife's yeah. family member, and um, he had been boxing for a little while, and my he did something within the family, and it came out on Facebook, and there was an argument ensued, yeah. and um, my <laughs> wife was brought into it, and you know, <coughs> things again. I don't want to get in depth because it's kind of yeah, yeah. No, up. that's right. Just um, I'm trying to stay away from it because we, we promised we wouldn't talk about things like that. Now, basically, my my wife someone th- someone had called and threatened my wife and family. Someone outside of their camp that did something. Yeah. So I was brought into it. You know, I got mad. I told the person, you know, I was going to come after him. Basically. Yeah. Um, he said, oh, you know, you know, meet me in the ring because he had been training for all. Because he yeah. has also an addiction thing. Um, that he was he was going through. He just got clean himself and sober yep. himself. And uh, I didn't know how to box, so he kept saying, well, meet me in the ring, meet me in the ring. Finally, me being stubborn. And at the time, I was 300 and a little almost 300 pounds. I yeah. was lazy. The food addiction type of thing kicked in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So so I said, all right, fine. Screw it. I'll meet you in the ring. And he was like, oh, you will? And I go, yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. So um, I had just had a motorcycle accident three weeks before. Yeah. I, they were saying I might have even lost my leg because I had compartmentalism for my knee up. Yeah. And uh, I, I was laying on the couch for about three, two or three weeks, and I got up the next day, put a knee brace in, and started training. Yeah. So I'd never boxed before. I mean, I didn't mix martial arts. I've yeah. wrestled, stuff like that, but never straight boxing, ever. Yeah. I didn't think much of it, to tell you the truth. And that's, I'll tell you right now, I do have the most respect for that sport. It's a, it's a great sport. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah. I, started, I started just doing cardio and eating right, and I went from 300 to like 255 in less than a month. I lost 50-something pounds. Oh, hold on. Oh. 
uh, got a phone call. I'm kind of important, Mike. <laughs> I guess so. People man. like to call me. Someone so. needs to. Not me. I'm on one. <laughs> so uh, so I, I lost like 50 pounds in about three weeks. I got real sick because of it because I did the wrong way. I, I was just, just going to say, yeah. 50 pounds oh. in three weeks, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's I, not healthy. To the point I was in the hospital with 103 temperature yeah. and my heart rate was through the roof. And so um, it was too fast, too quick. And that's how I get, though. That's yeah. how, so I, I did that, and um, I found a buddy of mine that was a Golden Girls boxer, Gerald Schifoni, who's also my tattoo artist and yeah. one of my best friends. Yeah. And uh, I said, dude, you need to train me. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, he said, well, you need to get on a diet. This was, excuse me, before I dieted. I said, yeah. all right. And uh, he gave me a diet. I cut that in half even more. Yep. And I just started hitting the gym hard and losing the weight. About This was right after Christmas now. We had already done the call-outs and stuff. And um, the fight was February 17th, so the first fight. So we, uh, I started training, but I went through like three different training partners and, and coaches because yeah. like it was like it was weird, man. This place, this thing went, turned into like a circus. Like people would hit me up with like fake Facebook accounts, come train with me, come train with me, like trying to set me up and yeah. stuff. It was nuts, man, because it's a brawl for it all. It's like a, it's a grudge fights. Oh yeah, yeah, I know boxing. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, a grudge fight. So yeah. um, I said, all right. So I started training. You know, we only didn't have much time. I finally found a home at Red Seal Martial Arts with Sean Schubert in um in Lakeville. Yeah. You know, he does kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA, and stuff like that. Yep. I clicked with him, him, myself, and Gerald, and we started training. And basically, to start off boxing, become a boxer in three weeks, I learned how to cover up, throw some punches, and yeah. just stay in the ring, you know? <laughs> so um, promotions got a hold of us, and it was so much promotions. I got sponsorships, all types of crap. Went crazy all of a sudden, man. Um, we ended up, I ended up fighting. Um, last of the fight, yeah. I ended up losing by a couple points. But the kid had been was training for a while. Day. I saw a picture of your shirt. It was all bloody. Oh, yeah, man. I should have brought the bloody shirt in for yeah, you. Yeah, you should have. I got it. I guess I'll bring the shirt in next yeah. time. I'll bring it to you so you can see it. And, uh, you know, I, my nose got popped open. Yeah. And um, he won by a couple points, which I probably should have been disqualified because I, like, I choked the kid out over the rings a couple times. I'm not a box, <laughs> so, man. Like, I, so this, I, was, I, I this was a brawl for yeah, it all. Man. I <laughs> cornered not... him in the corner, and I was, like, choking <laughs> him out. and Because I, I had a hate for him at the time, yeah. you know? So, um. The promoters were great, you know, Jared, uh, Jared Tillinghast yeah. and uh, Rich Cappiello, they promoted oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, Rich. So yeah. um, the fight, I lost. As soon as I lost, uh, I knew I, what I had to do, and I called them out immediately in the ring, said I wanted a second second match, yeah. a bunch of other matches. There was probably like four or five grub matches and then a bunch of filling matches, and um, the kid accepted. So this time it's, it's not a hate-hate type of thing. It's, yeah. it's more of a business yep. respect. He gave me my, my redemption. The next day after training, I took about a week off, and the next day I've been training since on what I needed to do. Instead of just straight losing the weight and cardio, I've been boxing every day. Yeah. I've been sparring four to five times a week at least. Yeah. I spar right over here at FAF Gym right on the yeah. corner. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I did see that. Sean yeah. Graham. Sean he's Graham. The man. Oh, he's awesome. Sean Graham is the man. Sparring with him. Uh, John Doomsday. Uh, yep, Howard. Doomsday. Yeah, um, Howard. Yep. God, Antonio Santillo, a bunch of guys that are local around here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, spar with them on Sundays. I'm with, in the gym every morning, sometimes twice a day with Sean, yeah. Sean Schubert, and I'm um, becoming a pretty good boxer, man. Awesome. Um, and, I t and my thing is when I take to something, I, like I said, I go, yeah. you know, so uh, the kid finally accepted. We're going to fight again. The dates were just, ex were just made, uh, July 13th. But now this time we kind of have like a team fight. Yeah. I have uh, six of my friends, which are all friends of mine, yeah. against six of his friends. No kidding. So we have six fights, grudge matches are after <laughs> That's rip. That's funny. Uh, everyone's matched up pretty good size-wise and height-wise yeah. and stuff. Um, is there any hate there? No. Uh, a couple of them, yeah. Yeah. yeah a couple. A couple, but uh, between... That, that hypes, that hypes oh, up yeah. the fights, well, too. still a grudge match. This week, you know, I, I brought... Gosh, I sold over 100 ticks myself for the last yeah. fight. Now, I mean, there was probably all my colors. My, I had black and, black, and, uh, black and gold Ranger tabs, and it was... The whole place was black and gold, you know. Yeah, so there's no cool. there's no hate between Chad and I. The kid we're fighting now. Now yeah. it now it's more of a respect thing. Is Chad a family member? Or is uh, my just... wife's cousin. Okay. 
So uh, him and I are going to fight again. Then it's my manager, Mike Smith, and his brother, Johnny Leoncello. Okay. Then we have uh, Michael Homer, a kid I grew up with, is, is fighting Ryan Costello. Yep. And there's no hate between them two. Johnny and Mike, yeah, there's hate between them. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we got Ryan, Ryan Iverson and Michael, I think his last name's Turner. I don't even know the kid. Yeah. There's no hate. That's Ryan just wanted to beat up a lion, I think. Yeah. Because that's the, the lion. So yeah. um, then we got Clay Hilton. By the mind that I uh, spar with, he is fighting Maddie Sal. Um, who am I missing? Oh, David Apotheca. Yep. David the Brockton Bull Apotheca is fighting Anthony Coma. I think that's it, right? Now, do they, any of these guys have a boxing background, or are they all just... Um, Clay has one fight. Yeah. He's a Muay Thai fighter. Um, Mike Coma is just a street legend. Yeah. Sprawler, like I was. Yep. Mike's an unbelievable legend. Kid can fight. Uh, Ryan Costello that he's fighting, I guess, has some training and has a fight or two. Maddie Sal has had a fight or two and some training. Chad, the kid I'm fighting, he's actually fighting tonight. Oh, okay. And um, so he's got a couple fights. Um, Michael Turner, I know nothing about him. Some kid from Quincy. Oh, okay. Um, Mike Smith and Mike uh, Johnny Leoncello probably can, can barely beat each other out of a, <laughs> a paper bag. I don't think either one of them have fought in their life, but they're good guys. Yeah. Um, uh, that's it. I, I, I don't feel like I'm missing something. Ryan Iverson can fight. Um, that's it. But, uh, yeah, Dave Dave can fight. Dave's had a couple of folds. Brockton, Brockton Bull, Dave Apotheca, and Anthony Coma had a Are these guys all training out of the Lakeville gym? Or? Uh, a couple are. Myself, yeah. Clayton Hill. My, oh, and Anthony, excuse me. Anthony Scott is fighting um, Ronnie Dino. Ronnie Dino has some fights, too, and Anthony Scott, too. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Yeah. Anthony Scott, myself, Mike Smith, and Ryan Iverson trains with us a little bit out of there, and Clayton Hill are all out of Red Seal. Then we have uh, Mike Homer is training – out of Pembroke, but I can't say who's training him. It's kind of like a secret for oh, right okay. now. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Ryan Iverson is training another person's secret out of um, the same area with him. Yeah. Uh, usually, usually in boxing, it's like um, you don't. Nobody wants to give up any information. Right. No one's no one saying that. who. Now, none of my none of my videos are released as far yeah. as we're training. A couple other people do, but I don't do that stuff. Yeah. No one needs to know what I do and how I work. Right. So um, and then we have a um, couple other grudge matches. Jared Tillinghast and Rich Capello put together a couple other ones. There's a guy in the union out of Rhode Island that's trying to fight somebody. Yep. Um, there's, uh, Greg <coughs> Petnato, I think his name is. He's fighting another kid. So it's probably about 10, 10 grudge matches well, right now. And where, so where is that going to be held? Right now, the venue is up in the air. We'll know May 2nd. Okay. Um, I guess there's something about maybe even having, um, a, <laughs> uh, we got a special guest going to yeah. be fighting too, uh, that we, I can't really say yet. We found yeah. it out today, but, um, on top of that, we are there is a reality show being filmed on it. Oh, okay. Um, they just signed paperwork a couple weeks ago for that. So was that the? When you is that the? You were talking about a camera crew. Yeah, camera oh, crew okay. is probably the next couple weeks should be starting to come around. We're waiting to find that out. That's the reality show. Um, Where's the reality show based out of? The reality show is a new reality show that they're going to do, and it's going to be a, they're going to start doing it around here of just the brawl for it all. Okay. So this is going to be the first episode of the first show. Yep. Um, myself, uh, the co-main event with myself, and um, I, I forgot about the other co-main event, too. We have uh, Dino, Dino Gilmet, the ghost, is fighting John Godzilla, Gallant, and that's a rematch. They fought okay. the last fight, too. Who won last time? Um, Godzilla did. Godzilla actually just won the Masters tournament, too, like last weekend in Connecticut. Yeah. He's okay. an animal, too. Go, go, Dino's what the a weight, fight What's too. the weight classes for, uh, say, Godzilla? What's Godzilla weigh? Godzilla, I, I don't quote me, but I believe he was 200 and oh, okay. under. Um, I thought you were going to say 130. No, God, God Usually no, Godzilla's a good. Pounders, yeah, named Godzilla. No, he's a Godzilla. big dude. And then uh, I'm 201 plus, me and myself and Chad. I'm Chad what's Chad weigh? Chad, I think, is like 210, 215 right oh, now. okay. This one I'm going to come down to. Ideally, 
at least 225, I'd like to be 215. Yeah. And I still got like 80 days to, to lose another yeah. 25 pounds. That's nothing, you know? That's good. So um, that's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a good night. It's a, it's a real good production. Last time we had like 1,500 people that's awesome. at the Warwick Civic Center. Yep. Um, the promoters are great. Promoters are doing a great job with it this time. Um, I am taking sponsors. Anyone wants to sponsor me? So if you want to sponsor them. Yep. Sponsors, I have, um, I mean, I came with some good shirts last time. I redid my shirts this time. I already ordered yeah. some hats. Uh, sponsorship changes. Depending on what you want, you know, depending on how much. I'm not greedy. I'll take a dollar if you want to sponsor it. Uh, <laughs> it goes towards um, medicals. We have to pay for medicals. We have to yeah. pay for licenses, registrations. Is that, Is that Clay? What's he saying? Clayton Hill. He's fighting. He's fighting. Yep. There's Clayton Hill. He's on here. Champ right there, Clayton Hill. What's up, champ? Um, so he's going to be fighting with us, too. Um, we have Team Dara against Team Lion. Yep. Um, we're... Going to be putting on, I'm putting it together right now. I actually, as we're sitting here, you saw, I just got it confirmed. We have, um, for June 2nd, we're going to put together a Bago Cornhole Tournament at the Avon VFW. Okay. My buddy Joe Rossi has actually um, put that together for us, so we have that. Um, there's going to be... What's the date on that? June 2nd. June 2nd, I okay. believe we're going to do it from 12 o'clock till we're finished. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some food, sell some food, hot dogs, burgers. It's yep. all going to sponsor us. Um, the money, the proceeds, we're going to have raffles. We've already had people donate and raffle baskets yep. and stuff. Uh, Brawl for it all. The venue that we're fighting for is donating some raffles, some tickets for the fights. A um, couple other businesses. I already have um, Oscar Mike Radio with Travis Partington is yep. one of my sponsors. Uh, I have uh, Shed, Shed Till I'm Dead, Beard Bomb. Buddy of mine, Dennis Smith and Mike Smith own that company. Okay. That's local companies. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is sponsoring me right now. Oh, um, Vape Lifestyle. Life, excuse me, Lifestyle Vape. They okay. have about four or five different shops. Um, Rick Metis, uh, Nick Metis and Rich Dakotas own that, yep. another local shop, sponsor me. I uh, got a couple of sponsors to work. I had a couple of bigger sponsorships, but I'm trying to stay local with smaller local yeah. businesses. That's cool. Um, my buddy I went to the Army with is, is actually threw me some sponsorship money towards my old unit, so the 82nd, uh, tre um, Trevor Erickson. So okay. we have my unit there is going to be kind of like a sponsor too. Yeah. Um, I put that all on my sponsorship shirts. The money's go, money that we get go towards shirts. I sell the shirts, and that goes for... Um, like I said, medicals, incidentals, equipment. Yeah. Um, a lot of missed overtime for work and stuff like that. Proteins, food, yep. and stuff. My training alone costs three hundred bucks a month. You know, everybody. So, but the money that we do receive for the Bago tournament, we're gonna have prizes. Yeah. We're gonna do a fifty-fifty, and whatever we raise, half of the proceeds are gonna go to a veterans suicide awareness. It's either gonna be veterans suicide awareness. I'm not gonna put the number yet, name yeah. yet, or another program that we're talking about. Okay. Until, until I lock that in, I'm not gonna say, but um, half the proceeds is gonna to go to a veteran suicide awareness. Awesome. That's or good PTSD stuff. programs. Yeah. So um, everyone should come out. It'll be a good time. We're gonna have a bunch of bag of tournaments. Yeah, once you get all that information, give yep. it to me and I'll, um, I'll, I'll get right. it up onto the, um, the uh, podcast page and right. everything. And, Actually, uh, Clayton we'll... Hill is gonna be the DJ. We're gonna have a DJ. All right. Food donated by businesses and stuff like that. It's gonna be a good time. And then, you know, it's gonna be a fun night. Yeah. And, uh, we, have a lot of, we have a lot of fans and um, it'll be a good time just to come out and meet the team too. Right. We have people that haven't fought before. And um, we just, we're a family, man. Everybody on my team, That's cool. we're a family. And uh, we're having actually Sunday dinner at my house this Sunday to get together like a family dinner for the team. So. Is Chad going to be there? No, Chad ain't coming. <laughs> Chad isn't coming. He, he isn't that close yet to coming. <laughs> I think my wife would kill me. But um, um, there is some mutual respect that happens after oh, yeah. you just brawled with somebody, right? It's a different world right now, him yeah. and I. Um, there's, right, like I said right now, I didn't like him for a while. And I think that's my hate for him in that last fight. And I've never hated anybody in my yeah. life. My hate for him in the last fight made me lose. Yeah. That's what, that's what made me lose yeah. was my hate because I had, I had more skill than I should have that last fight. And, uh, you let your anger take I control, did. your emotions. Yeah, man. So yeah. this time, not that time. I don't hate the kid. I do not 
hate the kid any longer. Yeah. So now, That's good. now I'm a boxer. I'm not going to yeah. choke him out anymore. Now you're in control. You lost <laughs> control. Now you're in yeah, control. Yeah, I did. Well, he was hugging yeah. me a lot too, what, man. What's your, I mean, if, it, if it's not giving out, um, you know, some of the, uh, your secrets, what's your best punch? My best punch? Uh, I got you know, I can't really say my best punch, but I got a real strong right hand, man. Good strong right hand. Real strong right hand. Make a mental note of that. And I'm, I'm quick for a fat kid. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm good. Quick. I'm quick. Yeah, um, I did, um, you know, they, the Aries and up on, uh, sparring, you know that, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, they say like a lot of concussions. Yeah. I feel stuff. it. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. it. Now. I feel it now. Trust me. Uh-huh. I get hit one good time, and I feel it for a couple of days. My, like, what's wrong with you? I'm yeah. like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, my head shake, you know? Yeah, so make just be aware of yeah. that, you know, as you're training and everything. Maybe move a little, go yeah. light or something. I'm a lot faster now. I'm moving now. That was yeah. my problem. My last fight, I came in like a bull, straight in with a cage and just eight punches. What's the, um, what's the, um, how many minute, minute rounds? Uh, we were doing two minute, three two minute rounds, but uh, talking to promotions today, and they're trying to get us four, four rounds out of this one. Four so it would rounds. be four two-minute yeah, rounds. I'm excited. Just found that out today. Yeah. They're trying to push it. I that hope so, That is kind of cool. I hope so. People don't realize two minutes Shh. is a long time. Yeah, it time is, man. You're getting you... your head punched in. You're yeah. moving around and taking body shots. Yeah. <coughs> it, it's, uh, it's an ass whooping, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel like you, yeah. like you think four minutes. It's literally, it's, it's, uh, it's what? It's 12 minutes. Yeah, man. Total. 12 minutes. The good thing about like, that, oh, too. 12 minutes. No, you can't. It's minute rest in between, too, though. When I'm training, we're doing three-minute rounds my my coach, Sean, and it's three-minute rounds with usually 30-second or even sometimes 15-second yeah. rest. You know what I mean? So that one-minute rest, though, is a long time. Man. Yeah. It really is. I'm um, looking forward to it. It's four-minute rounds. I don't, my, my team doesn't even know that yet. You just got that to them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just well, found that out Well, just the championship round, just myself and the other co-man event. But um, a lot of stuff today has transpired. It's crazy. Like I said, we just found the venue, found that out. Found you know tickets this and that it's almost in stone where it's gonna be and uh, yep. if it's gonna be where they're saying it's gonna be it's gonna be a real it's good, gonna event, be a good man. night yeah man that'll be awesome yeah you'll have to send me that information I so will. we can get it Dylan what are we looking at for time this is says eleven minutes is that oh yeah you can go eleven minutes more yeah, I are got we... new I got new shirts coming out they're being made right now um, Team Dara hats too came uh, just being made they're coming out too we'll be selling those um, if you do me a favor like the Team Dara website the Team Dara page which I did already yep. Yep, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put up um, the stuff. I don't know if I'm really gonna be selling it online or if just meet up with me because everyone's local. If you're far away, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I, I have shirts in Germany. I have shirts in Iraq. I have shirts in Colorado, nice. uh, Texas. Like so, all over. Yeah, I got a lot of good friends that buy my stuff. You know, that just support. They can't make at least support my shirts. You know, yeah. okay. sending me selfies with pictures and uh, I just I really appreciate the love. Like it's crazy how many people are like, like well, we got fans over this. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean just think about that for a minute. Like from. Where you started, yeah. what happened to you, and where you're at in the moment. You it's know, crazy. It's, it's, um, and, and life is good, right? Green mm. connect on it. Oh, yeah, it happens. That'd be good. Life, yeah. is, life is really good, man. My, my, first and foremost, my wife's cancer went away. Um, it's, she's been cancer-free for quite a few years now. My, my, kids are, my kids are healthy. My oldest son's about to graduate high school. That's awesome. You know, um, just booked a, I just was able to book a cruise for my son's graduation for all of us to go on a cruise for a week, you know? Wow, that's awesome. The last fight, actually, won a, I won a, um, a vacation because we're the best ring entrance. Yeah. I had the American flag, a Ranger flag, Red Seal flag, Army flag. I had, um, they're the lions. I told yeah. you, Chad, the lion. And so we took a, I took a lion head and put it on a stick. My 12-year-old came out with a lion head on a stick. <laughs> um, had a cool so what did you win? I won a uh, five-day, five six-night. Or whatever it is, six six day, five night, five star resort of my choice. Wow, for it. 
Is that what you do in the cruise? No, I oh. had just booked a cruise too. They screwed me on that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we get the cruise with you and the wife, though. You know, I mean, for the wife and I and the kids, and I get yeah. that for the wife and I. And uh, life is good, man. Life is real yeah. good. You know, I'm getting calls from gentlemen like you to come do the podcast right. and stuff, you know. A couple years ago, someone wouldn't even have wanted me to be around them, you know. Right. Now I'm getting asked to please come and share my you know, my story and my hope and, you know, so that's we huge. can be. That's I mean, huge. I mean, I went from being an Army, an Army Airborne Ranger to a police officer with all types of awards on my chest to being a heroin addict shooting puddle water to working for the government again, helping people doing that. To now I have people entrusting me to be my fan and want to come watch me fight. Right. Like I... Our fight was an hour and a half away. I got people driving an hour and a half in a snowstorm. That's it was awesome. a snowstorm February 17th yeah. to come watch me fight. That's hundreds awesome. of people. I mean, we had 1,500 people in that place, you know? That's cool. That's cool. I mean, it was crazy. Hundreds of, there was probably a couple hundred people just from my side. My shirts were all black and yellow. Half the place was black and yellow. That's cool. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah, like, man. So uh, what do you have, like, if, if somebody is listening, they're struggling, what can you tell them? Can you just tell, like, uh, I don't know. Like, Reach just, out, man. Reach, Reach out. out. I, you know what? I, um, if you need my number, hit me up on this, and I'll, I'll come talk to you. You know, I do it all the time. Yeah. I have family members that are struggling that not so long ago he was struggling, and I went and, you know, we took a ride and go for coffee. You know, you need help, give me a call. I'll come. If yeah. not, I'll put you in contact. If you need, you know, just help. Just ask yeah. for help, man. The help's out there now. It's not, it's not a stigmatism like it used to be. Like, growing up, if someone said you were a heroin addict or something like that, they'd be like, oh, my, you're gross, dude. Yeah. Like, it's still a, not a nice thing, but... Half of these people around here, heroin's killing everybody around here, yeah. you know? I oh, lost family members last year. I've lost all types of friends, and it's not as much of a stigmatism, man. Just help. Don't even tell yeah. me what you're on. Just say I'm sick and I need help. Yeah, and, 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 and people will get you the help and everything. The help's there. There's so many organizations now, like you were talking about, and then, uh, do you know Crazy Dave? Oh, yeah, I know Crazy, crazy Dave. Dave. Everybody knows yeah, crazy, crazy Dave. Crazy Dave will help you, and he's right yeah. there. Like, him and I have been contacting working something yeah. out together, you know? Dave's, Dave's a great guy. Oh. Amazing guy. guy. I mean, he'll probably be watching, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. And, you know, he has a, you know, Dave has a crazy story, too. Yeah. Which is why they probably He helped one of my buddies out of the woods and stuff like that. Like, yeah. he's helped all these people. And, like, there's so many people like that that'll drop everything they're doing. I mean, you call me and tell me you need something. Yeah. And I'll come help you. Or I'll, right. I'll put you in the right position to help you at that point. Like, we'll get you help. Or you can, you know. We have so many organizations now and, and so much stuff out there to help. It's not, it's not worth going down that well, road. Well, I think man. sometimes people are afraid, um, you know, because in, in order to get clean, get sober, you have to kind of deal with the issues that, that probably began to cause right. cause that. And uh, But I, I think people need to know that, you know, you can deal with those issues. And they can be addressed. You right. can heal from them and you can move forward and you can have a, you can have a long, um, you know, uh, great life. I mean, I mean, like, like you were just saying, like... You you still have your issues. Oh yeah, you still me? have your problems. I'm still, it's crazy. still life. I'm still nuts. It's still life. <laughs> You're still gonna have yeah. to deal with life on life's terms. But you know, I mean, there's just so many resources and yeah. and in in same here. Like I, my life, my life is good, but I still have the same issues. Life still sucks sometimes. Yeah, it does. You know? <laughs> you, you, so, you're gonna get banged the wrong yeah. way once in a while here and there, and you know for a month or two you're gonna get depressed. Everyone goes through yeah. depression. It's just how you deal with it, man. Right. You gotta right. ask help. The, the embarrassment. Is is gonna happen? You know, you just gotta be embarrassed sometimes. You gotta go down right. to get back up. You know, sometimes you're gonna take a jab to the face. Right. Sometimes you're taking a hook. Sometimes it's a three punch combination. Right. It's you all just gotta keep moving forward, and and you don't have to do it alone. That's the most right. important thing. So I guess we'll get this uh, wrapped up. And um, um, I was trying to think. I think um, I'm trying to think who I have next week, and I think it's May second. Anissa. It's Anissa, right? Yeah, the Boston City Council. 
um, Anissa Asabi George. Okay. Yep. She's uh, she's she's involved um, in the community. Um, she's coming on. She's actually in the process of, um, I, if I remember correctly, writing up some legislation to um, get these um, pharmacies to take back these needles awesome. that are out there. Uh, we're going to talk about safe injection sites. Um, she's done a lot of research on them. She's I don't think she's not for them. Yeah. But I wanted her to come on and talk about that because that was something that's been put out there. Um, wow. That's huge. <coughs> so, um, but she has information, on, I think, of why she's not for them. And right. So, again, we're just trying to educate people any way we can from different um, different perspectives. Right. I think your perspective today was fantastic, being a veteran and everything. Um, Sean Graham's on there. Uh-oh. So, there's the man. He's the godfather right that's there himself. It. FAF, yep. man. Um, if you ever want to get punched in the face, come down on Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh, Sunday if afternoon, you, excuse me. Uh, yeah, if you ever want to um, get wrapped up like a pretzel, oh go see gosh. Sean Graham. If you ever want to learn how to wrap somebody up like a pretzel, go to Sean. Right. Um, Sean's actually been involved with the community uh, through the Hope of Cares Coalition. Um, he's offered um, like um, the gym at night to uh, young people. It didn't really... We're not really able to kind of take off. To take off, but you know, it's still it's a great there's guy. a there's another perfect example of um, someone who's in the community who's trying to help in right. the community. As we said, so many resources. It's, it's out there. It's out there. It really you just is. gotta look for it. Um, so we'll throw him a plug. Sean yeah. Graham, FAF, Fighting Arts Fitness. It's right down there in Holbrook. Look him up. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of like. Um, a lot of skill, a lot yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, just a gr- just a great guy, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's really opens up his gym for just about everybody. You come down there. I mean, it's it's a great program down there. He's got great fighters. Yeah. Um, when it's, like I told you, when I first got on, people were saying, "Come to my gym and this and that." Well, you know, not knowing anybody, they were setting me up to come yeah. down there. They opened me, they welcomed me with open arms, and they beat me up every Sunday, and it's great. You yeah. know what I mean? And next week, I won't. I'll go back and try to show me some way not to get beat up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's great. It's just a great guy and um. Great gym, great facility, you know. Yeah, and you know, the uh, uh, Hobart Cares uh, Girls Coalitions. They used to go down there and be there. Sean opened it up to work out. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and as we said, like it's just like it's just another, uh, another uh, exercise yeah. and everything helps you in your road to recovery. Right. So uh, talking about resources and everything, um, we have a few. I belong to the Hobart Cares Coalition, and we meet every first Tuesday at the Hobart Town Hall from seven to nine p.m. Come on out, check us out. Um, Come and, and just sit and listen and get yourself educated. Um, there's a lot of resources up there. If that night doesn't work for you, we also have the Hope Drop-In Center, and that's also in Holbrook, and we meet um, every second Monday at the Brookville Baptist Church in the hall downstairs from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook, both um, the Holbrook Cares and the uh, Drop-In Center. They're actually connected, obviously. That's a pretty badass uh, logo, too. You like that? I, like, I do like that a lot, man. <laughs> that's the uh, Rock Bottom to Recovery yeah. um, podcast. So we're streaming live right now from my page, but I I, um, I will share this over to the Rock Bottom to Recovery page. We're just trying to build that audience. So if you know anybody in recovery who has a good, powerful story, message me. We'd love to have them come on and talk about their recovery, how they got there. Um, you can go to my page, Rock Bottom to Recovery podcast Facebook page, you can uh, message me on either page, my page or the RB2R uh, uh, page, um, and uh, we'll get you connected in. You can reach out to Mike. That'd um, be a good sponsor right there. Be a good sponsor. Logo yeah. on, my, on my shirts. 
Yeah, we, we could possibly do that. <laughs> That'd be always, really, really good on my shirt right there, Always be promoting. <laughs> always be promoting. So, um, so there's resources out there, guys. We want to thank you for uh, uh, watching. Um, if you are listening on podcast or iTunes, which Rock Bottom to Recovery is on, um, you can go to our Facebook page and actually watch the video and, and, and see how um, handsome Mike and myself are. You look good in these scally caps. That's right. That's right. Um, he's got his gray one. I got my black one. So Could you uh, shout out to my gym real quick. Shout yeah, out to Red, Red Seal Martial Arts, Sean Schubert, um, Gerald Schifoni. <laughs> Thanks for everything, guys. And uh, FAF Gym. Yes. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Be safe.